Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. Today we're doing a almost a three-part today, doing the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Second game preview, uh, the Borussia Dortmund preview as well, midweek. And now we're going to do it kind of a, a mid-season review. So far, obviously 19 games gone, um, half of through the actual regular season. Um, but as always, joined by Dylan. We'll get started though with the last game versus Colorado. A, um, a very nice 5-0 victory come the end. Dylan, what did you make of that last game though? Um, I mean, it was fun. It was uh, the most fun game Loyal have played in a long time, I would say. But it, it, I think it's also fair to say it's hard to take a lot of meaningful insight from it. Um, the first goal was definitely a goalie mistake. The second goal was probably a goalie mistake. And then they had a man sent off. Um, so we did well not to concede a two-goal lead to a team with 10 men again. Uh, so we'll call that improvement. But... Um, yeah, it was fun though. It was nice to have fun doing this again. Um, so all in all, I that's my like overarching feelings about it. Yeah, I mean, five goals, a clean sheet. Um, Perez basically robbed of the player of the week as well. Um, but yeah, like I said there, um, I think come to win come the end, especially after being kind of upper man. But again, we all know that that could easily go the other way after we saw um, in that Indy 11 game too. Um, so obviously, right now, up to, up to we were up to fourth. Obviously, after results last night, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. So we're currently fifth in the Western Conference, um, five points off the top with the game in hand. Obviously, results went our way with Sacramento losing, um, San Antonio results going off in our favor as well, and El Paso too. So I'm uh, I'm feeling a bit more confident than I was maybe kind of a, a few weeks back too. Um, as far as kind of stand up players from that Colorado game, uh, who stood up for you? Um, I mean, everybody had a good game, I think. Uh, Toomey definitely continued his good form, um, but I think the easy choice is Adrian Perez, right? Um, like you said, Rob, the player of the week. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, I'm actually pretty surprised he didn't get the nod there. Um, not that Goodrum just was undeserving, but uh, I, yeah. So Perez, obviously, but I also want to give a shout out to Blake Bodley, two goals, um, both of which involved some really nice movement on his part, especially the second goal he scored, which I think was our third goal. Um, he does such a good job to pinch in from wide and like fill the space that is vacated by the strikers and then meet the cross and head it home. Um, so yeah, Bodley had himself a really good game as well. So, um, that would be the other one I'd pick. Yeah, it was, I know it's been uh, it's been tough as far as the, the fullbacks go. I know obviously you know, Perez isn't a kind of out and out fullback, and I know he's been kind of playing them for the most part. But uh, he's done well there. I think the ability for him to kind of get high up the pitch, um, given the space he needs on that kind of right hand side, the cutting side too. Um, and I think that I think one thing that can go in his favour too was that the fact that Toomey's goal was essentially an assist from Perez, although it was a shot off the post, and then Toomey kind of headed it home. So. Um, maybe that's why he didn't get the player of the week there. If that one more assist went his, went his way, then maybe he would have got it there. Um, but as far as my question here really is, uh, are things finally clicking for us in attack? Or do you think it's kind of too early to say after that last game? I think it's still too hard to say. Like I said, I think um, though it was fun, it was hard to maybe take too much meaningful insight from that game just simply because it was almost over before it started. Um and then also the one, the game before that, um, we beat Hartford, who are actually now, as of last night's results, officially not the worst team in the league. They went into Vegas and beat Las Vegas. Um, but the point remains that I don't know that you can take too much from that either. Um, that said, though, seven goals scored, zeros conceded in our last two games is on the road, never anything to scoff at. And um, having watched 
this Colorado Springs team play last night, I, I really feel like we can beat them again. Maybe not 5-0 again, but um, I think we can beat them. I, so are we clicking? I don't know. I'm, I'm too hesitant to say that. I'm like, I'm not ready to declare that, but it does feel like we're finding ways to scrape out results better than we were earlier in the year. Um, we're on, rather than being on the receiving end of getting hard done by, we're the ones doing the hard done buying, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, with the red card early on the last one, I mean, it kind of did change the game. But again, we got two hours before that there as well. Um, and even the last game too, obviously Conway didn't score a goal. Uh, Dama didn't score either. So we're kind of getting goals from other places too, which is kind of good to see. Um, and then Collier kind of finally back on the score sheet too. A nice little finish from the uh, Perez cross there as well. So... Um, I think things are moving in the right direction. Well, yeah, like you said, it's kind of too hard to say right now, um, especially after we'd have gone that massive stretch of kind of not winning. Uh, we all know how easily things can change in this league um, and how kind of uh, quickly the tide can turn as well. But kind of moving into the mid-season review here, obviously we mentioned already right now we are fifth in the Western Conference, um, five points off the top uh, with a game in hand. And then if we win our next game, depending on kind of when these games are going to be played, basically if we win that game in hand, we're up to third. Um, but uh, it's looking better after kind of that stretch of kind of no wins in six games too. Um, but uh, as far as kind of how the overall kind of first part of the season has gone, would you say you're happy with it? Are we kind of meeting expectations or anything kind of not going or working as well as you thought it may be? Um, I think in a very literal sense, you could say we're meeting expectations in the regard that I think I said I thought we'd finish third. You said fourth, I think, and we're, what, fifth right now, but with a game in hand. So we're, we're there, thereabouts in a very literal sense. Um, but I think the route we've taken to get to this point is not the one that any of us really would have foreseen or preferred, honestly. Um, but that said, if at the beginning of the season, you'd offered me a table that looked like this, where we had a game in hand or two on some teams, um, and we're only five points off what's in my opinion been pretty much the consensus best team in the league so far. Um, I think I would have been hard pressed not to take that table. So um, has it been like enjoyable necessarily? I don't know about that, but uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's a results-based business and we're right there in it. Um, we've got a stretch of five home games and I think uh, I'm pretty sure it was John Morrissey posted uh, like strength of remaining schedule and loyal were listed as the easiest schedule remaining in the west now don't get me wrong if anybody could screw that up it's san diego loyal but um yeah no i think um i'm weirdly feeling better than i expected to be but i'm not like as optimistic as i maybe could be just because of how we've gotten here yeah i know i was about to touch on that um kind of the the ease of schedule report as well but i mean it's it's based, I think, based off the remaining teams are playing their points so far this season. But, I mean, I'm glad we've got most of these kind of tough games out of the way already. I mean, obviously, we haven't got to play San Antonio again, Sacramento again, Phoenix again. So, um, kind of those tough games, we've got them out of the way already, which is, I I'm so glad. And to, like I said, be only five points off the top um, with the game in hand at this point. I think I would have, if you told me this before the season, I would have kind of taken it any day of the week. Um especially after that kind of long stretch of kind of no wins and six games and basically, what, four points from 18 um, in that stretch here too, obviously. It's annoying knowing that because we could even be, we, we could be top if we'd have just taken a few more points here and there um, and to not get a win versus either Sacramento or um, San Antonio is disappointing. 
Um, but again, results are going our way now, and we've just going to kind of win out, win out, get, well, not win out now, but at least kind of get some good results. And definitely we can be challenging for that top spot, no doubt. Um, as far as kind of, like I said, our performances on the pitch here, I've got here that the defence is still kind of has its issues here and there. Obviously, last two games, got two clean sheets in a row, um, and the attack as well, kind of to start the season, didn't look great. Um, do you think the defence and attack are moving in the right direction now? Kind of, are you are you happy with how they are kind of playing right now? Um, I don't know about happy with how they're playing, but definitely I would say trending in the right direction. Um, I think the offense is starting to find a little bit of identity, and the defense uh, still has its issues. But I think we're starting to see less and less just like glaringly obvious mistakes. Yeah, I mean, obviously Guzman's coming. We haven't seen him play yet, so we'll see how he kind of looks in the lineup. Um, and I know we kind of switched between a, a 4 2 3 1 for like two, three games and then more so back to the 3 5 2. And again, honestly, I, I'm not loving the 3 5 2 all the time, um, but in these last two games, it has looked a little bit better. Um, so obviously, we'll have to see how it looks for the rest of the season. Um, and as far as kind of, I guess, the last two things I really want to go over here kind of, how would you rate Nate's kind of decisions and kind of tactical um or more, yeah, his choice of tactics for the season two. Um, you know, that's tough to say because I've never coached a professional football team, but um, <laughs> I, I think I, something I said a couple episodes ago um, was that I felt like Nate was maybe questioning himself a little bit, like a little unsure of himself. And so I, rather than like critiquing any one tactical decision he's made because I actually think he's made some really good choices throughout the season. There's been some games where he's turned them around with some really astute, um, like tactical decisions. I remember against Phoenix in Phoenix, he brought on Camden Riley to do the like shuttling midfield role. And that completely changed the balance of the game. That's a super new, like nuanced thing to do that not the average coach is going to think of, you know? So like, he obviously has the knowledge, but I just, like I said, I think I sometimes wonder if he just needs to be a little more like sure of himself and not so like waffly on his ideas. Um, but also, you know, but I'm not saying be too rigid either. So um, tactically, uh, Nate's clearly a really smart guy, I think. Um, but he's still a young coach. You know, I think this is only his third full season as a head coach. And uh, he's still he's still figuring it out, and um, I I think sometimes that's a little more obvious than he would like. Yeah, obviously I know it. What well, yeah, like I said, it's his first full season. Obviously he's kind of had land in there as well, and whether he was kind of the brains behind the tactics, we don't know. Um, but again, I think obviously the team's growing, and he's probably growing in confidence of the coach too. He's learning again. There's been decisions I think that maybe would uh, confuse us a little bit at times too, and kind of how we've kind of seen up some games here and there, but. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with how it's kind of morphing into it now, but again, I think we're still kind of like I said, a work in progress, and it's really hard to say how we're going to finish out the season um, because we have been so hit and miss um, at times as well. And I also did want to touch on. We'll kind of go over kind of the the players who I guess have met expectations or have done really well this season. Maybe who have kind of lacked a little bit. I do want to go over kind of the new signings so far. So again, we've got here Perez, Bodley, Corona, Collier, and Damas. Um, we've not included Guzman here um, as he's not featured yet. Um, but kind of what would you, we'll go on kind of, um, either do like a, whether you want to do like an ABC kind of grade in here, whether you do like a, an out of 10, but we'll kind of go through um, Perez here. We'll kind of what would you rate Perez so far this season? I think Perez, um, you could make a case for new signing of the season, uh, but definitely surprise signing of the season. And for me, probably most improved this year. Um, he has come into a team where his role was clearly ill-defined and he started in a position that isn't 
what he's used to playing and has really made it his own. Um, so I don't know. I'll go like the A A B C grading scale because that feels less controversial than out of ten. Um, so I'll go like uh, I'll give Perez like a B plus. I think like he's B plus A minus even like he's really uh, I'll go A minus because he's exceeded expectations. I don't think anybody would have thought he'd come in and be what our second top goal scorer at this point, third top goal scorer. So yeah, I'll give Perez an A minus like just because there's always room to grow obviously he's a young guy but uh yeah he's really uh surprised a lot of people yeah i'm i would probably i'm leaning more towards a as far as a, an overall sign as far as kind of being somewhat of a trialist coming in like i said exceeding expectations there um go through a boldly here next to um Bowley as well obviously i think more so we thought of more of a, a backup player um came and started well um i guess for myself probably boldly Maybe maybe a B minus here. Obviously, he's done well. I think um, he's done better than I think we expected. And obviously, to be kind of pretty much your starting left wing back now um, surprised me a little bit. But I guess obviously he's ne never really played too much. Kind of, um, a, I wouldn't say adult soccer, but kind of um, didn't play too much for uh, Portland as well. But what would you rate Bodley so far this season? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go B. Um, I really think he has about met expectations, if not exceeded them a little bit. Um, and I think he brings something that we don't really otherwise have in the squad, um, which is really just a true up and down wing back. Um, he can play fullback as well, uh, but granted, even in our system, it's not really a true fullback role. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I would give Bodily. I was thinking probably B minus, um, but giving us Balake Bodili or allowing <laughs> Camden Riley to give us Balake Bodili is definitely worth a bump up to a B. So yeah. I can agree with that. And then uh, also got here, Corona, Collie, and Damas left. Corona, um, I think I'm probably going to go B plus here. I would love to give him an A. I, I just think the only thing really lacking from Corona so far this season, um, again, he's not going to be a player that we can see loads of goals and assists from. He's kind of just a, I wouldn't say a bog standard midfielder, but he does all the kind of the work that you can't really see on the kind of stat sheet. Um, but I think the main issue really is not being able to kind of play as many games or as many minutes as I'd hope. Um and maybe whether it's a fitness issue still or whether it's just a case of, um, I wouldn't say his legs are getting a bit old, but um, something isn't quite right from not to playing as many minutes as he could. Um, but what do you think of Corona so far this season? Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. I think a B plus, um, just because, like you said, I think his legs um, do show sometimes, especially when we're caught in transition. Um, he's not the quickest anymore. Uh and I do have questions about his fitness. Um, it does seem to go beyond just load management sometimes. Um, so I'm not really sure. But yeah, he's when he's playing and when he's fit, I, you know, he's a classy midfielder. Um, and the leadership he brings is really, really clear. Um, my mind goes back to the Open Cup game against Seattle. Uh, you know, he he grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. And I don't think, even though we lost, I don't think that game is nearly as exciting if it is if Joe Corona wasn't on the field. Yeah, I mean, I've got the ability to kind of, um, I guess, these worldies here and there. So, obviously, uh, just having a guy like him with the experience he's got um, helps massively, maybe even not on just on the field, but kind of um, everything else we don't see kind of behind the scenes. And then we'll go, we've got Collier and Damas left. We'll go Collier first. Um, Collier's a tough one, I think, because we weren't really expecting too much from him because he wasn't really a, a star player at um, San Antonio. And I don't think he was ever brought in to be kind of a, a star player, a star striker. I think many players thought he kind of, many people thought he'd be kind of the Carver replacement, kind of this big guy up top, target man. Um, he's not 
a, a target man at all. He's uh, again very good with the ball at his feet. Um, almost I say like Peter Crouch esque as far as someone who is kind of big, lanky, um, but loves the ball at his feet compared to kind of in the air and kind of challenging for it there. So Corley's a tough one. Um, I've seen good glimpses from him. I, I wouldn't say he's kind of shown he could be a star. I'm gonna probably go like C plus for Collier here. I don't want to be kind of too harsh on him. Um, but I would say he's not been guess, given as many opportunities as we kind of maybe like to see. Um, but I wouldn't say kind of that's because of him, maybe more so because of uh, kind of how Conway's done um, and how Toomey done as, uh, as recent as well. But what would you make of Collier so far? Yeah, I think I would give not Collier so much, but the signing of Elliot Collier a C plus. Um, not because I, I don't think he's been bad, um, but I'm really more critical of the signing itself because I kind of feel like we picked him up without having really thought about how we were going to use him because it doesn't really feel like we found a role for him yet. Um, he's played kind of like an advanced midfield role a couple of times, and that seems to maybe get some usefulness out of his ability on the ball, but it just doesn't seem like we had the best idea of how he was going to fit. Um, and so for that reason, uh, it, I, for me, it gets knocked down into that C, C-plus territory. Um, and nothing against Elliot. I think he's a good player, and he, he seems like a great dude. But yeah, it just I, I wonder what the thought process was there. Yeah, and I, I think that comment you made about kind of the thought process for the signing um, could easily be said about the next one going to go through here, uh, Bernardo Damas. Um, I think Damas is a tough one. Again, we, he got the MVP at the finals um, for, for OC kind of a few years back now, was playing in Sweden last year. Um, I think everyone was expecting this to be kind of the signing of the season. This guy's going to light up the league, um, kind of be a top goal scorer here and there. But I, I think it's it's a tough one, really. I'm, I'm not going to say Damas is kind of, he, I wouldn't say he's played poorly, but I also wouldn't say he's played great. Um, but also, again, he's not been kind of utilized to the best of his ability. And another one really as well that kind of um, maybe not too much thought was made into the signing, but just because he was available, we kind of went ahead and got him. Um, so I don't know what I want to go for, Damas. I don't want to be too harsh. I, I think probably a C or C minus makes most sense here. I'm not going to go any further than that. I mean, obviously right now he's kind of what, our second or, second or third top goal scorer as well. But um, we haven't seen enough of him and he hasn't played enough for someone who was considered probably the, one of the signings of the offseason as well. So it's a, it's a tough one there. But what have you made of Dharma so far? I'm going to go C+. Um, I, I pretty much, honestly, the explanation is going to be very similar to Elliot Collier. I think, like you said, the, there are questions to be asked about the fit. Um, but I think in spite of that, he's shown his quality a few times, scored some really impressive goals that kind of came out of almost nothing and dragged us almost single-handedly to that draw in San Antonio. So I think for those reasons, I'm, I, I'm inclined to give him the C+. But I I also think that expectations for him may have been um, by no fault of his own or really by no fault of any fans. Uh, expectations for him may have been a little unfair. Um, he was finals MVP um, or playoffs MVP or whatever it was in the 2021 Orange County run. But um, he had like a decent regular season that year. It wasn't like a world beating season and he wasn't regular season MVP. And he is a very opportunistic goal scorer and Orange County that year like played to his strengths to a T even more so in the playoffs. Um, so that's not to say he isn't as good as anyone thinks he is because he's obviously a very talented footballer. But I think when you combine the maybe slightly unfair expectations with the lack of a clear idea of how we're going to use him. And then also with moving across the world to a place he's never lived before. 
Um, I know he lived in Orange County for a year, but like that's not here. And um, I, I think we often don't give enough credit to the human side of that. Like I, I think anybody would struggle in any job moving across the world. Yeah, I think that's if you if you take away kind of his maybe past reputation um, and just kind of focus on this season, maybe even bump him up to a, a B. Um, I think a C is somewhat harsh for him, but I think it's more so because we know how good he can be um, and kind of the kind of spurts he's shown of kind of the kind of good form. Um, but it is tough for kind of having Conway kind of having a an outstanding season so far too. And like we said already, this the the fit maybe isn't as kind of um, as good as we kind of would have hoped it to be. Um, and lastly here, we'll go through, we'll probably do, I wouldn't say kind of our best player so far this season. We'll kind of do best player and then kind of the the maybe most improved or most surprising. Um, but kind of who would you go as far as best player and then kind of um, your kind of most surprising one? I think if it weren't for the two kind of silly red cards he's gotten and the missed time through injury, Nick Moon would pretty easily be my player this season though, thus far. I think there have been a lot of games where he kind of dragged us through the mud. Um, but he has missed some time. Um, so honestly, I think if you were to ask me who my player of the season so far is, I would probably go Evan Conway or Adrian Perez. Um, I think that Conway has almost kind of under the radar had an incredible season. Even when he's not scoring, I think he brings so much to the team. And I think that because he's not the biggest guy, people don't, tend to think of him as like a really well-rounded all-round complete striker but he absolutely is there's nothing he can't do out there um and i just feel like he's really turning into the player i i think we all knew he could be um so that really gets me excited and then i we talked about adrian perez i mean i i guess i'll just parlay right into the surprise of the season because he's obviously the answer for that as well um i mean what a signing and what a good dude he seems like such a humble guy i have a lot of respect for the way he you know worked through MLS, went to indoor and has found himself back. And he's, he sees this opportunity with both hands and then some. So um, those would be my two nods. I might give it to Conway just because he is the top goal scorer. Um, but yeah, I just great season for both of those guys. Yeah. I, I would probably gone go with, yeah, Moon's one of them. Moon or Conway as far as played the season so far. Um, I think obviously Moon, the suspensions have been tough and obviously um, through no fault was only injury now as well kind of going to miss uh, I'd imagine a decent portion of the season too unfortunately um, but yeah definitely Conway's gone under the radar and I think maybe doesn't get the credit he deserves throughout the league um, probably partly because you've got all these other guys kind of scoring like 12-13 goals for their teams um, and maybe it's because Loyal haven't been as great an attack that maybe he could have got more goals here and there um, then for surprising player I think Perez was definitely up there for me um, but I'm going to go with Cam Riley probably as far as kind of how he's kind of jumped on leaps and bounds this season. Um, I think definitely last year was more so kind of a, a backup guy, kind of more of kind of the end of the roster would come in when need be. Um, but the issue kind of uh, kind of a certain place in the team and kind of basically, I mean, the right back spot, whenever there is a right back spot available, I think that's his to kind of um, keep. And then as far as kind of that right center, center back spot um, with Ebiel injured, he's coming to that spot, um, taken on his own. Um, and I honestly can't see anyone kind of um, replacing him there right now as well so uh i think cam for me uh definitely one of the i guess most improved kind of most surprising as well um and then moving in kind of past that i mean we'll do it we'll do an overall kind of graded to what would you grade kind of the, the first part of the season as well um i probably would have been looking like c plus territory if the results hadn't gone so consistently well for us last night um but no i think b minus because despite all the struggles i mean 
five points off the top. I don't think you can really ask for much more with a game in hand, too. Uh, we're right there. So, uh, yeah, I'll go B minus um, with plenty of room for improvement, though. Yeah, I, I think if you would have asked us that question, like maybe two, three weeks back, it would have been a completely different kind of answer. But I'm happy to go probably with a B. I mean, maybe we haven't done as best as or as good as we thought we could have done. Um, but also as far as kind of where we're on the table, looking at the points and whatnot now too, and kind of our kind of end of the season stretch now as well. I, I think um, we kind of uh, built a good platform to kind of build on now. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But then moving in to the, uh, obviously we've got two previews to go through here. Moving into, I wouldn't say the main one, um, but the one that's coming up this week, the Borussia Dortmund game. Obviously, I've got the I've got the Dortmund lineup from their last preseason game here up on the screen as well. Um, but Dylan, how excited are you for this uh, Dortmund game? I'm stoked. I uh, I don't know. You know, I have no idea what the crowd's going to look like. It's a Thursday night, um, so that's probably going to throw some people off. But I know. Um, there's going to be a lot of people there in our section going nuts. Um, I'm bringing some friends who uh, are like not not soccer fans, but they're also like definitely not as obsessed with it as I am. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going to be like a party atmosphere. Like I obviously I want our, our guys to play well, but I also think for a lot of them, you know, they might get a chance to share the field with Margot Royce, Matt's Hummels. Like that's an incredible opportunity for these guys. And I'm, I'm so psyched for our players, honestly, more than anything. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be fun. I hope Dortmund fans bring it. Um, I hope it's loud at snap. Um, yeah, I'm going to be going crazy for sure. Yeah. I think just the, the fact we've even got this chance to play against a team like Dortmund, obviously we've seen uh, San Antonio and New Mexico play against uh, Sunderland recently. Um, but to be able to play a team like Dortmund, um, I guess shows how far we've kind of come now as well. Um, but yeah, I've got the lineup from the last game here. I mean, they, we haven't seen kind of what their traveling squads gonna look like for the US. The one good thing I will say is they've only got three games over here. I'd imagine we see a lot of first team players in that game, as maybe obviously with some kind of academy players here. Um, but even looking at kind of their, their lineup from the last one against uh, FC Rue here, um, I mean, obviously you've got Gregor Koble, a great goalkeeper for them, probably one of the best in the Bundesliga as well. Kind of Schlotterbeck, uh, obviously Royce, Hummels, Brandt, um, Donny Marlin, um, lots of kind of household names. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys, obviously seeing how we do against them as well. Um, and then kind of touching over the kind of new signings. Um, ben Sabani was a free transfer from, I believe, Bruce in watching Gladbach. Um, they also brought in, I think, Nemechia as well from Wolfsburg for about thirty million, um, and then Marcel Sabitzer apparently is a rumored signing for them as well um, from Bayern as well. So again, lots of big name players here. I no doubt we'll see uh, a lot of them on the game as well. I guess for you, Dylan, who kind of what players are you most looking forward to see uh, for Dortmund? Well, you neglected to mention PSG and Belgium legend Thomas Mounier, so <laughs> obviously him. Um, yeah, Marco Royce. Um, Marco Royce is one of my favorite players because he's an incredibly talented guy, but he also is so humble and he has suffered a lot in his career and has always consistently overcome those like those difficulties. And the loyalty he's shown to Dortmund, um, no pun intended, is just admirable. It's not something you see in the modern game. So um, I think Marco Royce is like truly unequivocally one of the good guys of football. Um, so I I really hope he plays. I would absolutely love to see that. Um, but also, Julian Brandt has been a super talented guy I've had my eye on for a long time. Kind of thought he might make the jump to the Premier League at some point. But um, yeah, so they're, they're a fun team. I have a lot of love for Dortmund. So. 
Yeah, um, the one guy I've missed off to, uh, I think it's Makoko as well, one of the, uh, a, a, a wonder kid, obviously anyone who's played football manager or FIFA knows kind of how good his potential is going to be as well. So hopefully we see uh, Makoko coming as well. Um, but yeah, an, an unreal team. And again, should be a good atmosphere. Like I said just uh, the fact that we've had the ability to play or had the opportunity to play against um, a team like Dortmund is great to see. Um, and then moving into kind of the main part here, really, um, Colorado Springs switchbacks. Uh, last night they drew 1-1 with Phoenix um, and then obviously we beat them 5-0 in their previous game before that. They are sixth in the Western Conference, one spot behind us. Um, and again, they're, they're having a pretty good season so far. I mean, right now they're sixth. Um, I think I asked a question last time, Dylan, but do you, do you think Colorado are kind of, do you think sixth is kind of a fair position for them? Yeah, I do. I think um, just looking at their squad, how they've played, some of the results they've had, I think um, playoff team, but away in the first round is uh, whereabouts they'll finish. Yeah, I mean, they, they've obviously lost a lot of good players from the team too. And I mean, it is a tough one. Obviously, there isn't too many big names in there, but they've had some guys who've had some great seasons so far. And let me just quickly pull up their... Um, the line that we have from last time, um, obviously Williams got the red card in the last game versus us. I, I think no doubt he'll kind of come back in there as well. Um, but he's a top goal scorer so far. Um, and then can look at the rest of the players here. We haven't got um, Foster or Beckford on the wings here, but again, they both no doubt will probably come in at some point. Um, again, they kind of swap those wing, wings around quite a lot. Um, and then Speedy Williams is that kind of like holding player too. And even the last game with the goalkeeper as well, they switched goalkeepers for that one. And maybe because the Herrera conceded five goals in the last game. But again, he's had a good season so far as well, as far as kind of how clean sheets go. Um, kind of for you, Dylan, who are the kind of stand-up players um, in this Colorado team? Uh, you know, I, I think they're one of the, the interesting things about this team is that there aren't really too many standout players. Um, you touched on Williams, their leading goal scorer. Uh, but other than that, uh, the other Williams, Speedy Williams, in holding mid, it seems to be a really um, like exciting young player. Um, they've got you know Maloney in the defense or Mahoney, I can't remember which. Um, good player, good solid USL player. Musa, we know, uh, played for Phoenix recently. But yeah, they don't really have too many like standout stars. I would say uh, it's just a good functioning unit. Yeah, and I was, I, we'll probably see a different kind of um, Colorado from what we saw last time. I mean, I, I don't hope it's going to be a different Colorado. I mean, I hope they can come out poorly again and we kind of get some goals early on. But obviously, that remains to be seen. So I imagine it's going to be a very different game from last time. Um, so obviously, we will we'll see how they go there. I mean, as far as obviously, I think the conditions helped us a bit last time as well with the, with the goals and the goalkeeping mistakes. Um, so obviously, we'll have to see about that there. And then moving in to our lineup here. Um, again, I, I basically go on with the same lineup um, as we started with last time. Um, for you, Dylan, would you change anything to this lineup currently, uh, obviously from that last game? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, we talked about in the preview for the first Colorado Springs game how it kind of felt like things had worked sort of against Hartford. And um, we didn't think there was a lot of desire to change it if it was working. And it seems like Nate kind of was of that opinion. He didn't change what had worked in the Hartford game. Um, and they worked even better. So, no, I don't think he's going to change anything. Or, or, or I don't, I wouldn't personally, but I'm also not getting paid to do this. So. Yeah, the only one, I, I think obviously Perez, no doubt, is going to be pretty much a foregone conclusion as a star. I mean, um, with Bowley as a fullback, really right now, I mean, obviously with Moon out, you, you don't have anyone else to play at fullback other than maybe Elijah who goes out there, but then obviously someone else must have to, have to come back in at um, centre-back too. I also think maybe that Guido comes back into that midfield, and I think that is a... 
a pretty big shout that he may come into that midfield. Um, but again, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it's, I think it's hard to drop anyone from that last game. Um, and then also maybe Collier in one of those two striker spots. But again, Conway, Toomey, been playing so good recently that I think it's honestly virtually impossible to drop those guys as well. So I really don't think you can drop anyone from that team off of kind of how they've been recently. Um, but I think more so, I guess, if you want to change up the midfield, make a bit more attacking. Um, but I think kind of that 3-5-2 is pretty much going to be set for the rest of the season now. Um, but would you would you change anyone else? Like thinking about it, would you if you had a choice, um, kind of taking out that last game? Don't think about the last game. Who else would you bring in here? Um, well, you touched on Guido. Um, I, I even without the last game, I, I, though I would love to give Ronaldo some more minutes. I just Conway and Toomey have been tearing it up together recently, and I see no reason to uh, split that up. So, yeah, no other than Guido, uh, I I really don't. Uh, I don't think I want to make any changes. You know, I'd love to see the new guy, but um, no rush. If, it, if we're not conceding, I'm not in a hurry there. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll obviously see how that game goes versus Dortmund too. I'd imagine we see kind of a, seeing younger players in that one. Um, I'd imagine we kind of switch it up a little bit too, obviously. Um, I mean, with the game on Thursday and the game on Sunday, it's quite a quick turnaround there as well. So I don't think we'll see kind of the, the strongest team versus Dortmund. Um, but again, it's going to be kind of tough to say there as well. And then kind of moving into kind of the uh, basically the key matchups here and kind of things to call out for. Um, I've gotten here kind of how do Colorado kind of bounce back after their uh, 5-0 thrashing versus us last time. Uh, can we build on the momentum from our, from our last game? Um, so hopefully we can keep that going there. And how do we fare now we're back at home after the long away stretch? Hopefully the, uh, the fans behind the team will help them a bit more, no doubt. And then uh, really does Perez keep his hot streak of form going? I think he's kind of been the standout player um, the last few games. So hopefully he can kind of carry us to uh, another win. Um, but anything else you want to add for the kind of the, the key matchups, things to, out, things to look out for? No, I think you've uh, I think you've pretty much covered it there. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. You know, for us, we're coming fresh off that Colorado game, but they just played a really difficult game in the desert in Phoenix last night. So, um, yeah, you, you have to wonder how that will factor into their preparation for those. Yeah, obviously, again, we've kind of got the lineups here. I think anyone could really... I think Echeverri didn't start the last game. I think they had um, is it Henriquez in there as well. And again, they've got a lot of players who can come into positions, maybe most of the wingers there as well. But um, again, it'll be, it'll be a close game. It'll be a good game to watch. Um, just hopefully we come out on top again. And then moving into the uh, the last part here, as always, predictions. Dylan, uh, what are you going for in this one? Um, boy, I really didn't put any thought into this during the show, which is normally how I do it. Um, I'm gonna go three to one. I uh, I don't have too much like concrete reason for that, other than I I think we will be on a bit of an emotional high. Um, it was really nice to get those wins going into that Dortmund game. We talked about how we wanted to be able to enjoy that as fans, and I feel like we are able to do so now. Um, so yeah, I think people will be amped up. Um, it'll be good to have the crowd back. So I think Moyle will be on the front foot. And I got to say, I watched uh, most of the second half of Colorado's game against Phoenix last night. And they're not a bad team, but it's a team we can beat if we just do our job. So um, yeah, I'm going to go three to one. Uh, goal scorers, I will go uh, Conway with a brace and uh, Perez keeps it going. And then uh, Williams up top for Colorado. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm trying to go safe. I, we still haven't got a correct result here. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go 2-1 here. I was tempted with 2-0. I'll go 2-1. I don't believe we get another clean sheet, but um, I wouldn't be uh, against getting another clean sheet. I'm going to go 2-1. I'll go with probably 
We'll go with uh, we'll go Toomey and Conway to grab the goals. I think Perez probably gets an assist here and there. Um, and then for them, I'm probably going to go with uh, Malik Foss, probably if he's off the bench or starting to grab a goal for them. Um, but as always, Dylan, anything else to add before we wrap things up here? Just a hugely exciting week. Like I said, I'm bringing some friends from out of town to the Dortmund game. Um, I really hope that atmosphere is everything I expect it to be. Um, I know the locals are preparing some you know, banners and stuff. Um, reach out on Discord if you want to get involved. Uh, but yeah, huge week for us. We got a big fun game against a huge giant of European football and then a huge game at home, finally, after what, a month and a half, something like that. So yeah, uh, just really, really excited. It's a good time to be a loyal fan. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the old saying with London buses, as they say, is that you, we've gone, what, kind of like two months now without a home game. We've got two in one week. So it's uh, a great time to kind of be back watching soccer. Obviously, the weather's good now as well. And um I'm, I'm hoping uh, for some good results, but even just a, a good performance midweek. Um, but no doubt, uh, good to be back at home. Um, and as always, a local's last call after the Colorado game for sure. Um, not sure about the Dalton one, um, but we'll see. But again, thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you guys very soon.